Yo, what's up? Trash Cam Manu, Trash Mike Manu here. Uh, sorry there's no funny clip today. Uh, I got a big announcement for you. We are live streaming on comp tomorrow, if you're watching this the day it comes out, on this YouTube channel. I forgot exactly when it will start. I guess I'll put the time here. Um, but yeah, you can come check it out. Um, subscribe, hit the bell button so that you get notified when we go live. Hope to see you there. Doo -doo -doo. Hello, world of speed cubers. Have you ever gone to a competition and had your cube stolen, or maybe you got hurt, or you had a leg fall off? Well, who is responsible when that happens? Who do you shift the blame to? We're gonna find out today, cause, cause like, <laughs> you gotta find someone to fix your problem, <laughs> or just someone to blame. There's someone to blame, problems. yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think this is like a question that hasn't really been explored enough because I feel like most people's competition experiences are very like positive and nothing really mm -hmm. goes wrong. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that like it does go wrong sometimes. Oh, perfect. That That's genius. Yeah, that, that's going to be the title. It will be the worst competition experiences. Gone wrong. Gone wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the thumbnail is going to be a bunch of question marks everywhere. Yeah, we got we to gotta do our poses for the thumbnail. Oh, are all doing the shrugging thing? That, 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 that's too wide, it, it won't fit, so you, it has to be shorter, like... Oh, uh, like a bait. Well, if it's, if it's too close, it's like this thing, which I don't want to do. We gotta do the Saikuno. Oh god! <laughs> oh god! Oh, no. uh, is that his thing? Okay. We, got, we gotta stop screwing around. Okay. Yeah, Saikuno. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so, yes. Uh, well, Carrie mentioned uh, bad competition experiences, but specifically, like liability that's involved with it like what happens when things go wrong right um to kind of like ease into this conversation what carrie brought up was a really good point um a really really common story that people have is your cubes getting stolen mm -hmm. right um i've had my cubes stolen before i think i was like at my uh, i don't know first second maybe third competition i just had kind of like my cube out there and then someone yoinked it it was a two by two i never got it back but you know it was a two by two so at the end of the day i didn't care that much um but you know there's like a short answer and there's like a longer philosophical answer to this maybe you guys can kind of assume where this is going but for this one i mean at the end of the day i guess it was my fault it was my fault because I thought no one would actually take something that I left on the table temporarily. Like, mm -hmm. I thought it was in good hands, but it wasn't. Um, but it was my own dang fault, unfortunately. That's the short answer. I don't know if you guys have an opinion on that. Yeah, I think, um, I think I've, I've almost certainly left cubes in, in like, public places, just kind of assuming that, it'll, oh, like, it'll probably be fine, right? Like... But I think it's hard, I think, especially when you're a kid, to realize that, like, okay, like, that's not just, that's just not how anything works anymore. Like, you know, like, yeah, like, I, you want to believe in, like, the good good faith of people that, like, oh, someone will try and, like, return it to the right person. Which, to be fair, happens, I think, probably in the majority of cases. Most of the time, people see cube there that isn't theirs, and they're just like, okay, like, this is not, this is not my cube, right? Like, and they'll either return it to the, um, to, like, the staff, and then, you know, we, can, we keep it around. Or, you know, they it just ends up staying there until the end when the staff comes and, and cleans everything up. But, yeah, I think, like, a, a very simple way to avoid this is just don't leave your cubes out in, in public. Because if you do, then, like, you, you kind of just have to assume the worst case, right? It's like, and, and if you do lose your cube, right, there's nothing that really I think the competition staff or anything can do. It's not like we can, 
like reimburse like you the cost of your cube or something like that i don't know if have you have you guys ever like heard of like parents who have tried to like request that from the from from the staff is that a thing that's happened there has definitely like... yeah oh it has <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean i can't i can't remember a specific situation but um it has definitely happened where people were concerned like hey i lost my cube what are you going to do about it and I'm like, what do you mean what I'm going to do? Like, what can you do about it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> your fault, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it kind of reminds me of like a wake-up call I had when I was in college. Because my bike got stolen. And, you know, people Ooh. were telling me, like, file a police report. But it's like, I did that and I did not get my bike back. And then it just sort of realized, like, what can they even do? Because nobody knows where that bike is. Right. Not right. the government, not like my college, not me. Who and knows? So maybe like, maybe the government the does here. know where it is, you know. Oh, they, conspiracy. Okay, truthfully, they, they if they really cared enough, they probably could figure it out. Now that I think about it, I feel like there's yeah, a way I'm, that, but dude, there's that, that would require like a criminal world, you know? That would take like uh, an okay, criminal that's... investigation. Like that, that would require like like literally like like Golden State killer court. level like investigators. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like if they're willing to like spend what, like you know, police officers, like, yeah. two months of their salary time, then maybe they can investigate on, on like, security cam footage and all that. Um, but in the, in the case of, like, speed cubing, these cubes are much smaller, they're worth a lot less, and there is not a police person in the world who cares <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. that your, what is it, your Valk power is gone. Well, I if, mean, you got rid of, if, you, if your Valk power is gone, then good riddance. Forget that cube, man. That was a yeah, no. To be here. fair, it wasn't. It wasn't a great cube, but you know, <laughs> like we, 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 but it's true. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, anywho, um, you know, we joke about this. We make light-hearted like references about it, but in all seriousness, it does happen. So don't do that. Like, don't leave your things unattended, mm -hmm. as best you can. I still have to remind staff members to not leave their bag in like an exposed space. A lot of the time staff members will leave their bag in a place where a lot of people come in and out. And your bag could have a lot of things that are not even cube related. For yeah. God who knows, maybe even a laptop. The amount of yeah. times I've asked a staff member like, dude, move your bag like to like a corner where we have scramblers and stuff like that. Move your bag to the scrambling area because that's much more trustworthy and less traffic. It's a little bit out of the way, but mm. it's just a habit because we're pretty much built on good faith in the community because it's a small community. But as the community continues to grow, guys, do not leave your stuff unattended. Like, if you need to take your yep. bag on you, this kid, here's this kid in NorCal, Manu, you know who he is. Little small guy, you know what yeah. I mean. The guy who's hit puberty um, a little yeah. bit. Um, he always is wearing his backpack when he's solving and everything smart boy smart. <laughs> or, or you can leave yeah. it with your parents like if you ask me honestly bringing your bag around to like you know you're going to compete and then you got to take your bag off and put your bag back on honestly, it is that's, a lot that's way too much work it is and a lot. honestly it's probably yeah. not even good for yeah. your competition mental right because like you're not practicing like that at home so then why are you, oh, why are you doing competition? if you have someone to give it to just give it to them it's way way easier it'll be way easier for everybody but yeah it, it is true like don't don't leave your stuff unattended and i think this is an important one as the community gets bigger, the, like this could become a bigger and bigger problem, and so it's important that like we do something to address it now. And then also, I think if you're on the other side of this, you know, if you see like, okay, this cube is like a lost cube, instead of taking it, don't take that. Like, don't don't take it and just claim it as yours. 
just g give it to like a staff member and then we will deal with it. This happened at Mill Valley, right? Like I ended up with some some kids like um I don't even know. I, I what cube was it? Was it a Pyraminx or something? Like I ended up with the, with some kids Pyraminx. And I'm like, "Okay, like let me hold on to this." I'll just keep it in my pocket all day. That way, when someone like shows up and they're like, "Hi, like I lost my pyramids," it's like, "Is this yours?" And then you can just deal with it right then and there. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking a little bit, and then you know, that's just something that there's there isn't really a good solution for. Like we have um, pretty standard protocols of like a lost and found. Of just waiting for a person to approach us when we do have it but you know <clears throat> we gotta continue to hope in good faith for our community but we also gotta you know understand that this is the problems that come with the growing community just in general um <clears throat> i kind of wanted to mention a little bit because i dealt with this a little bit at um slow um hmm. of injuries in the competition area um and there's not really like a really good way to deal with it per se um i don't think a lot of people have had to deal with it but there is a reason why um event insurance is a thing right. because in the case where you need to pay out of pocket to do some like procedures examinations yada yada there's there's a reason why event insurance exists but the actual process and the actual event happening is like a different feeling a different situation of like not understanding what to do because it's so familiar someone was stepping off um a ledge because the uh the competition uh right it was like tiered was, right? was tiered and elevated and they were leaving and then they didn't see the ledge and boom they sprained their ankle um and what made it even worse was he did not have his guardians there uh he was ah. with his friend's parents so it was a very tricky situation um we weren't really sure it was in a school um it was in a classroom right um, like there wasn't really like a good way to deal with that um, and I just really tried to make sure I stepped out of the way um, I made sure I talked to the competitor and to the parents that were like his day of guardians like what can I do to support you guys this is my phone number if there's anything out of pocket expenses that you need covered like please contact me about it um, and I don't know if that's the right way to deal with it but I do know that that way should not be the expectation I mean that's just a lot to ask for you know right of of people hosting competitions but it might be something that needs a little bit more structure right right i mean because like because we because the reason why we, we were talking we were talking about this earlier and the reason is because like you know like big big venues or whatever they will like sometimes they will make um competitors sign forms or the organization team signs forms it's like Okay, like, if any injury or whatever happens, like, this is, like, your problem to deal with. Or, like, you know, or, like, we will we will do, like, this much to assist or whatever. But the issue is what happens when you have either some... Either either you're, you're at a venue that doesn't have any sort of um, event insurance or any sort of, like, agreement, right? Or, and this is, this is why we were talking about it, you were at a private residence. And, you know, competition is happening there. Someone gets injured what happens what is the what is the wca policy should should there be a wca policy that's like okay like if you get injured at one of our competitions then you know xyz happens whether that's you know wca pays out the org team is forced to pay out or um you know what, what is like the procedure that goes on and things like that i mean when we say payout i mean a lot of the times like minor things 
let's say like, for, like, like, if you get like a cut or something like th those are something that are like pretty pretty easy to deal with that that i think most people are not going to like not going to like sue the wca for liability if you, if you get a cut but it's more serious <laughs> even a sprained ankle is like well a sprained ankle is pretty bad i guess so so this is a little fun fact <clears throat> and this is what i learned i sprained my ankle one time playing basketball right mm. and i thought it was pretty severe i heard cracking and I thought it wasn't a sprained ankle because I've had sprained ankles before. Mm. I thought I fractured my foot. I see. So I went to the emergency room because my foot was a freaking grapefruit at that point. Yikes. I went to the emergency room. Uh, and then, you know, I wasn't with any parents at the time. Like I was just kind of by myself. I wasn't really sure what to do. Um, I had some transportation to help me out. Um, Were you and still I like paid, uh, under 18? I was a student at uh, at my college at the oh, time. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I think my total bill for that, the the pure X-ray, I had an X-ray done and I got the results for it. I don't remember if it was either nine hundred dollars or twenty-seven hundred dollars. It was one of the two numbers. Um, yeah, one of those I was numbers. Expecting it was gonna be a lot. Um. So what if what if someone needs an X-ray for assurance and needs to go to the emergency room? I mean, we're dealing with 300 people at a time for right. like a bare minimum competition. You're telling me that that can't happen, right? And right. if it happens, if it happens once, that's already enough to be a problem, right? You should never have it happen in the first place, but based purely off of probability, you might run into that situation with like an event of that capacity, right? Right, right. Because it's not yeah. just, it's not just competitors we have to deal with. It's also their guests. Um, <laughs> You know, if there's like any other any other staff or whatever's going on, there's there's a lot of things that can go wrong. I mean, maybe I should probably fact check myself here because I think the the simplest, not the kindest solution, but the simplest solution is to make sure that all competitors sign a disclosure form, right? And that's generally what is done, right? Like you, if you right. register, you agree that x y and z happens you'll deal with this stuff like that um maybe there's something on a wca site that includes that that i'm unaware of um and someone please comment down below if you're watching the video version of this podcast or if you're listening to the audio come to the comment section of youtube and let us know but um that would be the quickest solution um i think that's probably easily implementable within the wca yeah. website yeah i, I think it, what do you think my guess is that it should be easily implementable i mean because as far as I'm aware, Carrie, you can correct both of us. Like, I don't remember ever signing anything that's like, oh yeah, like this is, like, like uh, I don't remember signing anything that's like, or even reading anything that's like, oh, like you have to like, in the terms and conditions or whatever. That's like, if something goes wrong, then it's not the WCA's responsibility. Yeah, I've never signed anything in the entire world of speed cubing. I don't think. Yeah, the I mean, thing... I remember going to my first competition and feeling like they just handed me a name tag and I'm already like part of the community. Like it just felt right. like there was nothing like legal or no, no, no paperwork, which is a good thing at the time. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, if I had, I don't know, a heart attack that day, I don't know what would have happened. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't have blamed the venue, but you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, yeah. Or like what happens if like, well, let's say there's catastrophic failure, and like a table collapses, right? Like we, we don't use particularly fancy tables most of the time, right? We just use folding tables, right? 
So what if one of the table like collapses and then like maybe you're the judge, right? You're sitting on the end of the table, the table collapses and then like it hits your foot, right? Like now like let's you have a, you have a fractured foot or whatever, right? Like like what what happens in that scenario? And you know like as the competitor, it seems like there at least I remember at least this this is my uh, recollection is that there's there's just no it's it's like too straightforward, right? There there's no there's a, there's no point at which you're like okay like I agree that this is that like this is going to happen, or that that, that that this could happen, and should that happen that these steps are going to happen. I don't know. It's interesting. It's interesting and something that might be either you know you can quickly add it to the terms of conditions or like make it more clear, or maybe like you know we, maybe we'll need to have competitors sign forms or you know their guardians sign forms. I remember um, in one of the in some of the Berkeley competitions, when I used to organize uh, Berkeley, they would ask us to distribute forms to, I think, minors. Um, and I don't remember what exactly was in those forms. I didn't really pay that much attention to them. We were just told, hey, if you have minors showing up to whatever event, you need to distribute these forms um, for the minors and their guardians for probably legal, legal reasons. Um, I know that that has been done in the past, but I don't think there's anything specific for like you know, physical injuries or anything. I mean, yeah. I think with a lot of those forms, it's a lot of like legalese and yeah. a lot of people aren't reading it and they're just like signing definitely. it so that they can go. Oh, definitely. Um, I mean, like th there's no way people like pay super, super close attention to the fine print or anything like that, right? I mean, some yeah. people probably do, but definitely not the majority. Well, I think yeah. like, most people probably see like, this is like, you know, you read the title of the form, it's like, uh, like, uh, release form for like minors or injuries or whatever it's like okay like I, I think I understand what's going on and then just decide at the bottom yeah but anyway, I mean, this, I this think is, yeah this is more of a general problem that I think all forms have because there are there are some forms that are so complicated that like it is just not worth it like there's no way I'm going to read all of these terms of condition in order to download a game like a single player game that's yeah. like I don't know like I don't know what, what is like a very unoffensive game like mini Metro like I'm not gonna like go through all of I these. I mean, these but the fact that. that, but the fact that like these types of like the fact that these types of small games and like schools do that in some capacity should be even more incentive to maybe have the WCA make it more clear in the terms and conditions because maybe. there is the drawback is that it requires a little bit of extra time to probably update the way registration works the the benefit to it is that anytime you encounter a scenario i mean we would have a document to refer to right right so some, Essentially. So, like the wca has legal legal protection in some sense yeah and it's like it's scary i mean you literally thousands of people compete every weekend i think thousands might even be low and it's, yeah, it's close. No, sounds it's sounds close. about right. Yeah. Ten, ten competitions a weekend. Fifteen competitions a weekend. That sounds like a lot, actually. I mean, the uh, world. No, right? even so. if ten, ten competitions a weekend probably has like a thousand competitors. I can see it. Yeah, probably. And at least, at the very least, thousands and thousands and thousands of solves, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. And then if you count guardians, that's definitely thousands of people, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. It's a problem every single weekend. I mean, like if you encounter it the first time, that's one too many times. Right. right. So yeah, that's true. You, have, you should be prepared for it. Yeah, we're we're I guess we're lucky that we you know it's like a non it's not a, it's a non-contact sport. Well, I guess it's debatable whether it's a sport or not. But like, you, so we're <laughs> we're lucky that like most hobby. most injuries that could happen are like my hand is tired, <laughs> or like 
you know, I did not drink Carpal enough tunnel. water or so, something, something like straightforward like that. It's things that can be like fixed quite simply. Fainting um, during multi-blind. <laughs> on this, I mean, on this note, I mean, maybe we should just make a mental note to ourselves. At, at some point, maybe the sports conversation should be a podcast episode. That, yeah, it definitely should. I, I was thinking the exact same thing as I was saying it. Yeah, I mean, I can't believe I didn't think of that one before. We, we, we gotta suit yeah, up for that one. We, we gotta debate. So often. Let's, let's be real though. You can develop carpal tunnel. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. It is real. Or, or arthritis. I mean, like, and then, yeah. I mean, Lucas Adder had juvenile arthritis. Yeah. Whether or not was it that? was like genetic or accelerated with yeah. cubing, I mean, it happened, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna ask if it was caused by cubing, but I guess that's a little invasive. So, uh, like. Well, I think we arthritis is speculate. partially genetic. I, yeah. I, uh, someone. Maybe. I I have I have no idea. Someone please fact check me. I'm just throwing out ideas and thoughts, you know, off the top of my head, which is probably not the most good thing to do if I'm trying to not ever get canceled. But you know what? I mean, ease, why did he? All right. Well, <laughs> I, I guess it's a podcast of so, like people aren't really expecting super well. Yeah, that is true. We, arguments. We, we are not researching this ahead of time. So we should yeah. have one of our podcast episode titles should be stream of consciousness. This is a stream of consciousness. We just blabber about whatever the hell we want. (laughs) This is a true stream of consciousness. Yeah. I mean, I think so far, I don't think this um, episode has gotten quite that dark. But there was another angle to this liability thing. Yeah. Um, Well, I think before we get there, let's let's move to a slightly less dark thing. There was an incident. We're inching. Yeah, we're 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 getting there, and it's an important thing that needs to be that needs to be mentioned. But I think we will let let's save that for the end. Um, mm-hmm. But there was an incident I heard about. So this this is not the dark thing, but there there was an incident I heard about a while ago, where basically like some there were, so there was a competition that was happening. I think it was a multi day competition. I think it might have been a multi day competition. I don't remember, but so basically there were some competitors who had gained access. I think to a part of the building that was supposed to be like locked or basically like basically competitors were not supposed to be there um and i think what had happened is they were in the i think they were in the bathroom i think they, they were kids also they, they were in the bathroom they had you know they they left the sink faucet on and open so the the water was just flowing out of the out of the sink i think they had whatever they had probably forgotten to turn the faucet off they left, they went on with the rest of the competition and, um, you know, the, the whole competition ended, everything, everything was fine. They, they left for the day, um, but because it was in a place that was not where the competitors were not supposed to be, no one ended up, like, going up there to check on what's going on. Typically, I think what happens is that, like, if you ran out of space, the, the custodial staff will at least, like, go through that and sweep the place for, you know, usually, like, pretty normal things, just, like, people leave, like, just, like, random trash, like, pieces of paper, or, like, you know, sometimes people will leave, like, drinks or, like, cans, things like that. But no one is going up there, I think it was, like, a sixth floor, maybe? No one went up there to check that because th- there's no reason to. They come, and I think it's Monday, they, they realize on Monday when, you know, the, I think it was, a, it might have been a school, when everything was open, that there was serious water damage that had happened to the roof of oh, that. Well, that yeah, was the worst thing. yeah, it was insane. I thought you were just gonna say like a high water bill, but 
No, 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 no. This is, this is way, that would have been good. This is way, way, way worse. They would have wanted that at that point. The water bill was yeah. easily concerned. So uh, the water had, like, gone through, I think, the floor of the bathroom and had seeped into, like, the, I guess it was a fifth floor ceiling. And it caused, like, I think there might have been a classroom underneath it or something. It had caused a lot of damage to the roof underneath. And the venue was like, yo, what is going on? Like, why did this happen? I guess they, they had, like, looked back and then they contacted the organization team they're like all right well you guys like your competitors or whatever did this you need to pay up for this and it's just like wow like they caused like a lot of damage and this is this itself is also like a liability that you know competitions need to deal with we always say in our emails like please do not trash the venue right like you know we are borrowing this venue like this is not like this is not our like private venue or whatever and even if it were don't trash the venue but i guess this was one case where it went really really wrong and I think, I don't remember what exactly the outcome was, but I think, I'm pretty sure the organization team, you know, they, they had to fork over all the money. So they, they definitely had a huge loss on that. I think they are going to sustain losses for either the next couple competitions, maybe. And they're also just like, now, you know, this, this venue was nice, but now we have, we, there's no way we can return to this venue ever again. Because with what face are they going to return and be like, yeah, this is not going to happen like the second time or whatever. They've already had a bad experience. So they've also lost a venue. And anyone who has organized competitions knows that venues are like one of the bottlenecks to organizing competitions. Usually it's not like um, delegate availability. Usually it's just like there's no suitable venue to hold a competition. So that that kind of stuff can also happen as well. And it's just like that, that is the first time I've ever heard of like such a high profile like fine. It, it's basically a fine, right? So it's just like, wow, like what, what, what does the WCU do with that situation? That this is like less competitor facing. This is more like, okay, like, and I think in this case, it was all the organizer, the organization team. I think they had to, they dealt with it like entirely using community funds, but it's just like, you know, what if this happens again? Like, is there like some sort of like WCA, like safety net for things that happen? Like a rainy day fund in case something goes like super, super south, some venue gets destroyed. Um, obviously, obviously, like, you know, because of the competitors or whatever, like, what, what happens in that scenario? Do you, do you guys have thoughts on this? Can, before um, we continue with the thoughts, could, do you, I wanted to ask if you knew approximately what the cost was. I, I forgot. I, I, I would guess at what, the, at what it was, but I don't want to say something extremely wrong. I, I, I don't know. I just know it was extremely expensive. Five figures? I think it was. Dollars. I think it was five five figures USD. I, that sounds. I'm just right thinking four figures. Four figures sounds low. That's the four, only four figures would be covered. I, I think it was like a roof, and I think so. I think the tap. Oh, I'm realizing now. The tap was left on for 69 hours. That that's right. Because nice. because that's I think like it was. Days. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, the competition must have been on Saturday probably, and they didn't. I I'm pretty sure. Oh no no, they didn't find out until Tuesday. That's right. I do remember this. Yeah. So the oh, the tap wow, was on for 69 time. hours. <laughs> And only then after nice. did, they, did they find out. So, I mean, it was serious, serious water damage. And, you know, roofs are like, or not roofs, ceilings are like not like easy things to fix. Like this, it was like severe damage that had happened. I mean, I, yeah, so that, like this is my first time hearing it. And I guess the thing that kind of frustrates me is that like the organizers obviously didn't want this to happen, but like the people who caused the damage don't seem to f suffer any financial Fine. I don't know. Like, they kind of get, get off scot-free. Maybe like, they maybe contacted just... them. I have no idea. Yeah, like, I, I guess it would be hard to find out exactly who did it, but it's like... No, no, they, they know. I feel like the they, least... they know. Oh, they know. Yeah, they... they I think in this specific situation, they knew because I think 
it, I, I think like they had asked people not to go up there or something. Something had happened. But I think in this case, okay. they, they, they knew who had... I, I think it was just some kids, so... Uh, even if they know, yeah. like, what, what can they do, right? They're not going to ask the kid, like, give me your piggy bank. Like, this is obviously not going to work. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I was thinking um, you could, you know, give them, like, a six-month ban from competitions. That's what like, I was just, thinking, yeah. Just yeah. to deter it from happening again. Um, but obviously, like, that's not going to pay for the roof. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so, like... And, and, like, I'm just thinking, if that were to happen in, like, a public place... Like where the general public is allowed, like a park or something. Like let's say you you deface a statue in a public park, then, then I feel like you'd have to pay the fine. But I don't know how to how that works if it's a kid. Vandalism, yeah. right? Yeah, well, I, I don't know how it works in the law. It's the guardians. A lot of the times, the, the guardians. Yeah, that would make sense. Deal with That's what I was thinking. It's like the guardians of the kids. Yep, exactly. Um, and that's like part of this whole problem, right? Like the yeah yeah uh, the presence of the guardians or lack thereof. Yeah. yeah, like, I, I wonder with a lot of, like, kid speed cubers, like, maybe the parents, you know, don't even go with them to the competition. And, yeah. like, don't even know what the schedule is. So, like, to them it could be a complete surprise that, like, oh, my kid was even damaging buildings? Like, I didn't even know they were at that building. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, for the most part, I'm pretty sure most, most if not all, like, parents, guardians probably don't want their children to destroy stuff either. It's just like this is this just happened and now like yeah everybody's left to pick the, pick up the pieces except for the kids god damn it's like it's, it's always yeah. the kids man um but but like in this scenario like yeah so what, what happens right like i think so the competition team i think they were totally out for it i don't know how much the wca helped out with it my guess is that they probably put in some amounts um it would seem reasonable to me that like this is like one of the reasons why we have like a World Cube Association. There's like sometimes they can they can help out with things like this, or maybe there's like some other sort of re regional organization that might have dealt with it. Not entirely sure, but yeah, just just another like crazy thing. So I guess it's not an awful competition experience for like most people, but like it was just like kind of an awful comp competition experience for the organizers, which is which is like just as bad in, in some cases. I mean, it's just tough because it's just a feeling that lingers, right? And then, mm -hmm. like I said, it's not even the fact that there is or there isn't a solution. It's the fact that you actually have to deal with it. You yeah. know, that's that's like, okay, like, it's happening. What am I doing, right? Um, yeah, it just it, it becomes like another, like, item that, like, needs to be needs to be dealt with, which it, it, it sucks, right? There's already so many things to deal with post-competition. And, you know, destroyed venue is not one of them. <laughs> Yeah, destroyed venue is not one of them. I mean, regional organizations are kind of designed to somewhat support this in a way um, on top of, like a lot of regions have regional organizations. So I'm sure like they could have scavenged the funds from somewhere, but that somewhere is the community's money, right? At the end of the day. Yeah. So it's just like, it takes one messed up situation, one person really, and then you could be putting the whole community down the drain right and it's yeah. just like you start from zero again like this yeah. could be the difference between an organization making a world's bit now, i don't right. know I'm just thinking off the top of my head here i mean right and not to mention they've they've lost that venue forever right so and i think in general you know as as like representatives of the of the sport and the organization we don't really want to be going out there and like leaving bad bad tastes in people's mouths it's like 
oh, you know, like, we never want to deal... Like, because imagine if you think about it from, like, the school or whatever, the venue's perspective. They're like, oh, like, you know, this incident happened in a speed cubing competition. Obviously, none of this is related to speed cubing. But it's just like, oh, you know, like, those speed cubers, like, that's the type of crowd that they have. It's just not, it's just not good for the image overall, so... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's, like, a problem with every community where, like, if it gets too big, you will have the worst members of that community essentially uh, leaving a bad taste in a lot of outsiders' mouths. Mm-hmm. And then it's, it's like, the, you know, the more respectable members of the community can, like, try to uh, make the situ- situation look better. But it's like, you just don't have control over, you know, 150,000 people. Right. Uh, yeah. Wherever, however many people have gone to competitions. Um, well, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I have nothing to add to that. I I think it's just like there's this like a phrase like tragedy of the commons or something. Mm. Well, yeah, yeah like, tragedy of the commons. I think is referring to like it, I think it was particular. It's like if you have like a I, I think I heard it in terms of like a like if you're like ice fishing like. So in the, in like the in like the ice fishing little water hole or whatever, there are like seven fish, but there's only ten people, and you know normally you would say like okay like you you take all the seven fish and then you split them evenly amongst everybody, right? But the tragedy of the commons is that like the one person realizes if they just take the one fish, they get the whole fish, which is better than taking points like point seven fish, so they'll take the whole fish. But then everybody else realizes this. So they also will want to take one fish. Somebody's not going to get a fish. And then they, like, for them, zero is worse than 0.7. So then, like, they will try and get another fish from someone else. Like, whether it's, right, whether that's, like, you know, either, like, taking it from them or whatever. So I think that's what it referred to. That's where I heard it, at least. And maybe I'm totally wrong. Do, do you feel like we should just do a random podcast episode about whether humans are inherently good or evil? Yes, I have a lot of thoughts on this. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> I guess it's no, so that's philosophical. Too... That's two episodes that just came up. <laughs> you know, like, some people, like, there's a school of thought that good and evil don't even exist, and they're just, like, social constructs. Yeah, we can call it, like, over, over-philosophized. Wait, is that... I'm gonna add word? it... Yeah, I'm gonna add it in right now. So what was the first one? Sports organization? Okay, that like, one is, is a legit sport one. or a hobby? That, that one is legit, <laughs> legit debate. The other debate is, well... Maybe, maybe that belongs it, on a different does good, Are humans uh, inherently good or evil? Oh my goodness. Thomas Hobbes says they're evil... I John Locke says they're good. I remember this, yeah, yeah, from way way long ago. Right. This is this is like AP US history, like one of the yes, 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 yeah, US yeah. I, I think that's a, that's where I heard this from. Wait, you also so, took AP US history? You also suffered? I don't remember. I, I, actually I don't. Like US history, uh, so. You know, I I knew the Hobbes quote because of the Community uh, TV show. So oh, it was I see. A, okay. it was a it was an early season episode about a debate show of mm-hmm. good and evil, which is hilarious. Um, but anyways, I just wanted to flex that I finished typing on the storyboard because I average one hundred and twenty words per minute. All I right. Just wanted, you know, okay. Well. You know, just totally anyways. Okay. Look, membrane <laughs> keyboards are the best keyboards. I'm just membrane keyboards. It's the play. Well, that, this I sounds mean. like another podcast episode. Debates best keyboard. <laughs> Uh, yeah. By the way, jokes aside, I mean, I actually bought this keyboard because I thought this would be a good travel keyboard. The Logitech MX keys, so full yeah. review really on my channel in the future. It is really lightweight, look at that. It's really thin, I could throw it in my laptop bag as a numpad. Stay numpad tuned for um, MX keys Wait. reviews on Chai's channel coming up in the next week. I mean, 
what was the reason that you want a numpad on the keyboard? There's two, right? One, a numpad for data entry. That would be kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, working with a lot of numbers, stuff like that, a numpad is very essential. But also, alternatively, if you don't, if you're streaming, guess what you can do? You can set up hotkeys, yeah. macros. So it's just, it's very flexible. So I recommend this keyboard. Um, anyways, All right, back well, to this is, this is now Chai Tech Tips. Yeah, um, but back to, to liability, guys. There, there, there is one more topic, right, Manu, that we there is, wanted There is unfortunately one more topic that, that we should that, at least yeah. touch on. And unfortunately, and, and some of you might know where this is going, but in any community that involves, um, that involves minors, there's always the problem of, uh, of bad actors. And, you know, there are always situations where, you know, the, the darkest things that, you know, people can do, the, I mean, it's Murphy's Law, right? Like, everything that, something that can go wrong will go wrong. Um, and this, this is a major problem that has, I, I guess I should, uh, this is, you, this is like a trigger warning. Like, if you don't want to listen to this, like, you can leave. I, I'm not I guess it. theoretically it could be a trigger warning. Yeah, yeah. About like, just maybe violence and abuse, maybe? Yeah, like violence and abuse, yeah. So. Yeah, let's just say trigger warning, violence and abuse, yeah. Yeah. Um, you should put that in the uh, the, the timestamp too. I'll put that. I'll put it in the timestamp. Yeah. yeah. Um, so like, some of you might know that like in the Smash community, there was a, a lot of stuff that went down. I think it was um, I think it was summer 2020, um, where there were a lot of stories from a lot of like prominent players um, about prominent players about uh, basically like abuse on a lot of different levels that had happened to them, um, you know, both both as adults and as minors. And, it, it, you know, it has me thinking, like, you know, the, the, obviously, like, these are, like, very vile acts that, like, you know, people can, can, people can do. But, like, at the same time as, you know, people who are, like, involved in the community, you know, we need to, there, there are probably steps that we need to take in order to make sure that things like this don't happen in our community. I mean, for all we know, you know, there have already been, like, things that have already happened. Um, but you know, what, things that we just don't know about. But as much as we can, we need to, I, I think we, it, it is kind of our duty to reduce incidents. I, I say incidents, and that's, this is really like extreme euphemism. Um, but I, I think that there, there are probably steps that we need to take in order to prevent things like this from happening. I think it, what's good is that for most part in cubing competitions, um, like minors tend to show up with their parents. Which I think is really good. That that, that saves uh, a lot of like bad situations from happening. For example, like you know, some some kid is like not not feeling it. Something something odd is happening. At least they have one person to go to, which is which is their their parent. They can deal with it very directly. Um, and a lot of things that were going on with Smash were also like kind of like multi-day events. There were, there were odd things happening in like um, and like like kind of like off-venue things. And that that's not really a problem with cubing because we typically don't really have multi-day events. Um, but yeah, it, it just had me thinking like, you know, right now, if someone wants to show up to a competition, they just can, they, they don't need like a parent or guardian or anything. And it does the same thing with like the liabilities, right? Like, well, what, what do we, like, what, what steps do we need to take in order to protect the competitors from, you know, any, any sort of like mishaps from happening? And yeah, so I, I was wondering if you guys had thoughts on this matter. Yeah, I guess I haven't really thought about this, but. You could even show up to a venue if you like weren't registered uh, for the competition, right? And like maybe you don't even speed cube, but like yeah, like no one's stopping you at the door, right? And I know that like 
you know, for VidCon or something, there's like security guards at every single door of the convention center. Mm -hmm. But like, I, I do think that like, that would be very financially difficult for a lot of competitions to like hire a security guard like for the whole 10 hours that it happens. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think it, like, you know, if, if you're trying to avoid the worst case of like just any random stranger just like coming in, like how else do you do it? I guess you, you could like, I don't know, it would feel very weird if you like locked the doors because then it, it's like almost like you're trapped in a dungeon or something. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, it's just we're used to the Cuban community being small and we have yeah. to get our we like we as organizers and delegates have to get our heads out of our asses basically and have to understand that we're serving a large community and we're serving a growing community and the growing community like matches up really well with Murphy's Law. Things that could potentially go wrong will go wrong. Just it's just how the cookie crumbles um, for better or for worse. This is not really like us trying to provide solutions but us really like as a PSA right yeah. like the WCA will do things in fact there is precedent for some of this yes um yeah. there is law enforcement that's involved there is the WDC that's involved perma bands have been distributed indefinite bands have been distributed there is precedent for things that are like truly bad but this is more so just a PSA um if you can like please if you're a guardian if you're a parent don't drop off your kid at a cube competition and it's we're not your babysitters yeah like this is like number one like this it's happened a handful of times more that i would be okay with truth be told um we're not your babysitters at the end of the day um and that could be the difference between a lot of things happening right um but just in general like a psa to people who think that way like I mean, you're on our radar. I mean, we, we yeah. are aware. So, you know, like people are gonna try to do what they're gonna try and do, but you know, this is a PSA to people who are maybe not aware, to, to be aware, right? It's just like a public service announcement, like as it is, like just be careful. You know, you never really know what's gonna happen in a very, very growing, flourishing community. It just takes one incident and things right. could go really south for you. And it's probably a fellow Cuber that might be involved in some situation that right you yeah even it, know. it could be it could be high profile names for for all we know right which makes it all the all the more scary but um yeah i, I guess like i guess that, that's the main thing that we can do is like yes spread awareness like you know you know we, we like got gotta be gotta be careful on like the things that you do um, it's good to have fun you know just understand that this is like crowding yeah yeah so yeah, I mean that, that that's like the worst worst case liability that can happen. But I guess to to kind of bring it back and really wrap up everything, yeah, we kind of talked about a lot of different crazy incidents that can happen. Um, and wait, yeah, it, it's probably wait, I, I, okay. Yeah, I have one to thing to say. It's yeah. just a little bit of a joke to like ease it a little bit. But when we had a private conversation about this a little bit, Manu, yeah, like guys, you gotta listen. Like, Manu was like, what if there's an earthquake? And I'm like, what do you mean if there's an earthquake? We got, like, we got a lot of other problems, Manu, if there's an <laughs> Yeah, earthquake. that's a good point. Yeah. Like, the least I'm worried about is one person being hurt. The least I'm worried about is, like, the entire venue being collapsed, people, like, dying, I'm dying. Like, there's a lot of other problems that I would not, you know. Yeah, that, that, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, I also, like, <laughs> that's kind no of strong. Gonna... I mean, 
No one is gonna blame the earthquake on speed cubers. Like I, <laughs> I would hope not. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the video, the video it's gets back fault. to the video gets back to us. They're like, yeah, you actually owe us like uh, three million dollars for this venue because it was destroyed in the earthquake. This is clearly your fault. Uh, Vsauce yeah, I... proved that a hundred people stepping on the floor causes earthquakes. Well, I mean, like microquakes, like one on the Richter scale. Well, I mean, I think it's like that's a whole subject that I know nothing about. Is like when there's a natural disaster. Um, who is responsible for paying for everything? I like, assume that there's probably some rebuilding sort of a building. Government. Like, yeah, government, they're, right? It's the government. Definitely government related. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like, that's pushing like, way above our grade. Can, can you imagine, like, if the WCA was legally responsible for rebuilding a building? <laughs> that would. That, okay, well, that would well I mean, I mean, partially, in a sense, what Manu's story was is yeah. partially true. Not rebuilding oh, the true, whole yeah. building, but, I mean. But, like, but paying for some of the repairs. I mean, I think that. Yeah, that makes some sense because it's like something that the WCA caused was a direct like cause of the damage. Mm -hmm. With an earthquake, it's it's like Mother Nature. Like, are you gonna tax Mother yeah, Nature? Yeah, I, I think it's literally <laughs> it's literally like um, I think there's a phrase that uses like acts of God or whatever. Like when things like this happen, I think there's like standard language and probably protocols for what to do. But in any case, that is punching way above our pay grade. We we don't need to worry about earthquakes, hurricanes, volcanoes. Well. But it would be cool, if you think about it, to have a comp next to an active volcano. Next to a volcano? Next to an active volcano. Don't you think that'd be cool? Yeah, the, anyone who DNFs... Wait, did someone, they did go someone say volcano. a competition in Hawaii? Not not just Hawaii. I just mean like, I mean like literally at the foot of an active volcano. Don't you think that'd be sick? <laughs> yeah, I'm saying if you DNF, you get thrown in the volcano. Oh! <laughs> and it's, a, it's like a PDQ, what, no less, right? No, okay, it's three blind, too. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so like, better go slow and steady, because very, very that volcano is waiting for you. Oh my goodness. Yeah, we're, we're just going to sacrifice. Yeah. Oh no, no, this is, this is the best way to deal with overcrowding at competitions, right? If you don't make oh. the second round, you get tossed into the volcano. Oh my god, oh my god, like, people are like so nervous as they're solving. It's like, oh, I have to beat him, like, it's either me or him going in the volcano. See, see if, every, would... if we did every competition like this, then people would naturally get faster and faster. Well, I mean, it's because the slow people would not exist in. It. It, like, that's evolution. Thanks, is, thanks is, for explaining this is, it. This is a meme, by the way. This is not serious. I'm not, yeah. I'm not throwing people. Wait. Well, no, obviously, we're not going to, like, actually do it. Wait, if you fall into but, a volcano, do you die from the fall damage or do you die from the lava? Uh, um, I mean, it depends on how far down the lava It depends is. on how far down it is, and it also depends on, like... It depends on how cool it is, right? Because if it's lava, if it's like literally molten, then you're just gonna fall in and like catch fire, right? But you it's, can it's also die hard. on impact, right? Like in water, if you impact water, you could die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess lava way. is more thick than water, so I guess like... Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Would you die on impact or die in the molten No, lava? it definitely depends on how far it is. But I feel like usually if it's like an active volcano, right? It's like the lava is gonna be pretty close to the top. I mean, yes, on some volcanoes, True. like, the lava stream is, like, just flowing on the surface down, right, down right. the side. So you just, like, you just step in it, and then you you trip, and you're in it, and there's no fall damage, but... Yeah, there's no way. <laughs> and, and actually, I think probably, like, it's it's not like Minecraft, I think. Like, you probably take some damage instantly, but it, I don't think the damage... I, I don't think you would actually catch on fire instantly. <sighs> I think you might. <laughs> Um, okay, well, I think this, this podcast is getting a little... <laughs> it's getting a little hot and spicy, now. right? Yeah. It's, it's getting very spicy. Getting heated. It's getting heated. Yeah, okay, we'll talk about volcano competitions in the next episode, okay? <laughs> okay. Okay, <laughs> I think that's like... Promise. 
<laughs> a little too yeah. new age for today. <laughs> a little too new age, yeah. Yeah. So, with that all being said, I think this episode is coming to a close. Yeah. Liability over. Bye. Bye bye, everybody. Hopefully, we were not bye. a liability to you. Or, I don't know. We yeah. are that not liabilities. We're, we're not liable we're for you wasting to the time. That is our true. PSA. Our episodes were assets. We are assets. Not only the PSAs, but be because this is the greatest speed cubing podcast in the world. I had to put it in there because we didn't say it at the beginning of the episode.